loves, welcome back to Strip Down. I'm so pumped for today's guest. I have been trying to figure out how to get her on. First, we were trying to do everything IRL, and then, of course, the world uh, <laughs> shut down, as we all know, and went into quarantine, and we finally were able to get our schedules in order via Zoom. I have the amazing mama actress, host, writer, digital influencer, content creator, and co-founder of comedy duo Don't Call Me Mommy. I have Samantha Goodstaff on my show today. She also writes and creates content for parents.com, Romper, Sephora, mom.me, Bottles and Heels, Motherly, and so much more. She's a published writer and regular columnist for Parents Magazine and Romper. Sam, along with her creative partner, Haley, shot 11 videos for parents.com while in quarantine. They created a new series called Friendship is Blind, which paradoxes Netflix hit series, Love is Blind. They were just featured on CBS for Mother's Day as well. Sam has created some amazing fun shows and starred in them for FabFitFun, Parents, and more. And her videos literally garner over 9 million views. Sam was recently featured on Yahoo, an AOL series called In the Know, and Forbes magazine, and has been seen and known as LA's mom influencers to watch. Sam, I'm so excited to have you on my show. I know you're also working on your own podcast right now. It's True Crime. You've got so much going on. I, mean, I feel like I could like read this bio for days, but like, let's be real. You so much amazing content you're doing. I love following you on social. That's how we met, how we connected. I'm so excited to have you on my show today. I'm so honored to be here. And yes, I love that we met like through Instagram. This is the world we're in. And I feel like I know you and like, I know your girls and I followed your pregnancy and now I'm looking at your adorable baby and it's <laughs> just so cool. And I can't wait till this is over and we can go and have a glass of wine together. Oh, IRL. Yes, please, right. IRL. Seriously. Yeah. I'm safe. I follow you. And like, I love like your comedy cartoon. I was just watching your hysterical fashion haul that you posted today. And like your content always like makes me laugh and like lifts me up. Then you also post like the cutest things of your boys. And like, I know you have two boys very close in age, like my two girls are. So it's really cool for me to see like as a newer mom, like how inspiring everything like you're doing around them, all the content you're creating constantly, how much you're working, but still being an amazing mom. It's just so inspiring, which is why I wanted to have you on today. So you are a mom of yeah. two, you have two boys. Your boys yeah. are what age? They're six and eight. And I actually have to say, you know, before I became a mom, I, I, I see myself as like a multi-hyphenate now, I guess, but they inspired me to do that. Before I became a mom, I was an actress and I didn't think I could do all the other things I'm doing because I sort of like just said that that was the one thing I did, but motherhood, I think, shifted my focus and sort of, I think, granted me that grace to like allow myself to be all the things that I wanted to be. And like, I, I felt like I stepped into myself and my power when I became a mom, which is really interesting. It was like literally at the same time. That's so cool. And I love that you share that because I think a lot of moms find that like once you kind of get past, obviously, survival yeah. mode and uh -huh. like figuring out how to navigate everything, you do, you kind of like are reborn again. You like find yourself again and you're like, oh my God, I can do all this. So now I have all this like power and I feel so empowered to do those things. And I feel the same way as you. It's like myself, I looked at myself as just a stylist and like there's nothing wrong with that. I was very successful at yeah. it. I enjoyed working with my clients. 
but I never really saw myself as anything else. And then, you know, I started doing some TV segments, you know, when I started to get asked about fashion and things on camera. And then before I knew it, I, like once, you know, I had Amelia, I was getting asked to do all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I guess I could do more in the content world. Oh, I guess I could, you know, work with brands and, cre and create campaigns. And sure, I'll try this and I'll try that. And same thing, I've like been inspired by her and now both my girls. And I love that you said that because it gives me also that like hope of like, okay, things are messy right now, obviously with my two beings <laughs> or not, but like, as I go, go on, I'll get more inspiration and keep going. Yes. And each, I feel like I even got new inspiration with my second. Like, first of all, I had a harder time postpartum with my second, which is interesting. Um, I didn't have, I didn't suffer from like any severe, like postpartum depression or anxiety after my first, I think I had the baby blues, which a lot of women get just hormonally, but it was nothing unusual. Like I would cry looking at a box of diapers, but I was like, oh, this is par for the course. But after my second, I think it coincided with me pushing myself back into work a little too soon. I got a job with nylon when my second was only six weeks old. Wow. And, yeah. And I breastfed my first, like, he didn't even take a bottle. So I breastfed him exclusively. And I, I wasn't really doing much in that first year with my first. Like I was still auditioning as an actress. So I wasn't like doing all the different things I'm doing now. So I was able to just like be with him. And then I sort of ramped up my work. And by the time I had my second, I had a lot going on and I got this offer to produce video and host for Nylon. And that might've gotten my anxiety going, but I think that mixed with the hormones. I like almost crippling postpartum anxiety after my second. And wow. I worked through it cause I was like, I, but I was working a lot more, but it, it did inspire me as well to write. And that's what actually got me blogging because I wrote an article about it and I shared it. Um, and I also had like basal cell skin cancer when I was about to give birth with my second, like all this stuff went on and I wrote about that. So I think I was more open to sharing like all my experiences by the time I had my second, the good and the bad. And that's when I like launched my blog and social stuff. So again, like I was newly inspired after each kid to go in a different direction, which is really interesting now that I actually look at, look at it from that perspective. Well, and I love that you shared that because of course there's so many moms who, you know, they feel stuck or they feel like they can't do it all. And it's so hard and it is so hard and it is consuming. And as I tell people too, and they ask me, but I love it for yourself. But you just said, like, you've been inspired by both your boys in different ways. You've had different struggles and hurdles you've had to overcome, but you have, and you've had all these new breaks and new opportunities and all of those things, which is amazing because, you know, I think all of us as moms want to know that like, we want to be obviously the best moms that we can be, but we also want to be like Samantha and Allie. Like we want to be who we are as people and not just lose sight of that. And I think that happens to a lot of us in motherhood just because we do become so consumed. And that actually is why like Haley and I, three years ago, um, my creative partner and don't call me mommy, we, she is a four-year-old and mine are six and eight. So obviously all at different stages and we had been friends for years. Like I knew her pre-kids, but then you come in and out of touch, you know, as new moms do. Um, and when we both kind of resurfaced, we went for drinks. This was three years ago. And she looked me like in the eye, like dead in the eye after a drink. And she was like, why didn't anyone ever tell me these things about motherhood? <laughs> and we started ripping. And I'm not kidding. We sold that show. It's called Shit No One Told You. And that's what inspired us to create content that we do because it is meant for us it's meant for our community for moms like that 
series, every episode was one thing someone should have told new moms. It was like, shit, no one told you about breastfeeding, about sex after baby, about having a second kid, like sleep training. We covered so much of it. And um, it was really rewarding when women would either DM us or come up to us at events and say, thank you for talking about these things that like no one talks about in our mommy and me. Like no one talks about how hard it is to have sex. Even though after six weeks, the doctor's like, you could totally have sex after six weeks. totally clear. Yeah. (laughs) I remember kind of like wanting to raise my hand and my mommy and me and be like, but it hurts. It feels like (laughs) someone's stabbing me with a knife. And it didn't actually feel good until after I finished breastfeeding. But no one had told me that, that it was a hormonal, like, until your hormones adjust post breastfeeding for some women, it's just not going to feel the same. So right. we did an episode yeah. about that. <laughs> baby six weeks before. So it's like, it's probably not going to feel good for a hot minute. Like that's just yeah. what it is. Like, well, well, you're dripping right. breast milk and tired. Exactly. Like it's so true. The same with me. It was like, you know, we lubed up, we did everything. And I was just like, yeah. oh, God, this is so freaking painful. Like this is like, not enjoyable. Will I ever enjoy this again? <laughs> I was legit scared. After my first, it was my second. I feel like at second time moms, you're kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, I know this is going to suck for a bit. But with my first, I called my OB and I was like, oh, is this part of my life over? Like, is this, and no one told me this. Like, <laughs> yeah. What did your OB say? She was like, Sam, relax. Um, you're breastfeeding, right? And I was like, yeah, like every two hours. She's like, okay, it's probably not going to feel great until you're done breastfeeding. But she's like, it'll feel significantly better in a few months. Like once he's not feeding every five minutes. Right. I was like, oh, great. Cool. <laughs> right. Which is like literally what I'm doing right now. Our IRL is feeding Arlie like every two minutes. Yeah. As we're recording. So <laughs> the, the clustering is insane. And it's like, it takes so much of you. And yeah. it's true. Nobody tells that either. It's like, oh, breastfeeding is hard. Oh, but by the way, then they cluster and then they need to eat every five minutes. And then you think you fed them, but they're still hungry. And it's like, and then your nipples crack and you oh, yeah. can't have your kid on that boob again. Like I remember my, my best friend gave it to me real actually, cause she had a baby a few months before me and she lives in Canada and I was in LA. And before, I think I was like 38 weeks pregnant with my first. And she's like, Sam, here's a piece of advice I'm going to give you. And I, I'm just going to give it to you straight. She's like, breastfeeding is going to suck at the beginning. But it's going to be, if you can figure it out, one of the most rewarding relationships with you and your baby. She's like, but you're going to want to quit the first month, the second month. You're going to have cracked nipples. You might get mastitis. You might, she's like, she's naming all the stuff that she went through. She's like, but you have to power through it if it's something you want. Because it's not for everyone. I, I'm a believer fed is best. So whatever works in whatever way your baby oh, is right. getting nutrients. Yeah, but like healthy and exactly. all good, yeah. And I have friends that did one or the other or a mix of both. And in all honesty, like my breastfeeding relationship with both my kids was significantly different. They weaned at different times. My second one, I ended up breastfeeding exclusively for the year. But then by the end, tail end, we mixed in formula. But my first one never took a bottle. So we never did that. Just so different. Yeah. You know, I pumped more with my second. I'm interested to see with Arlie, because with Amelia, I... I exclusively nursed with her for the first like few months. And then once we really had her latching on a bottle, then my husband would do the night feeds with her for like bedtime and sleep train her. And so then I was like, okay. And I was pumping a lot for that. And we, and then I, you know, nursed her all the way till my second trimester with Arlie. um, Yeah. 22 months. Never. 
thank you. Never expected it. Never dreamed of doing it. Like I remember after three months being like, I'm done. I quit. She was like barely latching. We were constantly like in, you know, like you said, survival mode. I hate this. I'm clogging. I'm this. I'm pumping too much. I'm overproducing like all these things that nobody tells you. And then finally we got past that. And I was like, okay, it's getting better. I'll keep going. And before I knew it, I was just like, this bond, you're right. It's just like, for some, it's so amazing. It's so wonderful. Yeah. And I wanted to keep going and she didn't want to wean. So I was like, all right, cool. And then when I got pregnant, you know, she kind of started, I think, feeling yeah. difference and they say it changes and the hormones and she slowly started to wean, which was fine because we had had a beautiful journey, but she did it on her own. It was kind of like, okay, cool, we're done. And Arlie like latched right from the get-go. I didn't have to pump at all. I still haven't pumped yet. I'm just doing like, you know, the hack a pump to catch like, yeah. whatever it's left over. And she's been amazing from the beginning. So you're right. The breastfeeding journey is so different. Whereas like Amelia didn't latch at all. You know, I had a C-section. I had so much trouble with my mouth. <coughs> with Arlie, you know, I had a V-back, pushed her out, you know, vaginally. She latched immediately and we've been going ever since, but she eats like crazy and it's exhausting. So it's just yeah. so different. It, it, you're right. It's just every it's kid. so different. different. Yeah. By the way, true story. We actually um, wrote this into one of our <laughs> episodes too, but I remember like with my first, I was invited. My brother worked at a music company and he was throwing, my son must've been six weeks, six weeks. So I was just starting to feel good enough to like get out. And I was wearing some form of jeans, probably like three sizes bigger, but I was like able to put them on and totally. them that's a win. And I, yeah, and I'd gotten the hang of my pump. So maybe he was like six to eight weeks. And I remember I was like, I am going to this party. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm bringing my pump. I brought a purse that I put my pump in. But of course, like he was eating every two hours. So I snuck up for like the hour and a half that I had to pump while I was there. So I found this like empty studio at my brother's music thing. And you have to imagine there's like all these like hipster people there with a DJ and it's this party in a parking lot. And I'm like, wore the wrong thing. Like my whole outfit is off. Like I'm basically <laughs> nursing bra and underwear on the floor of a music recording studio, pumping, went, 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 And they're giving a tour of the studio. So all of a sudden the door swings open and they're like, and this is studio A. And I'm just sitting there. Oh my God. As like these like six dudes are like staring at me just as I thought I like, I was back, you know? And so it's stories like that, that I think as women come together when we're like, you know, trying to hold on to that piece of ourselves that we were pre-mom and trying to like get back to it. But yeah. also we're moms now and like that stuff happens. Like, you right, know, that's, I that's just yeah. what it is. Yeah, no, I, I love that you shared that because it's like <laughs> you were getting out, you're like looking cute, like did all the things, and it was just still like, yeah. oh, well, this is what it is. And I think that's such a great message because it's like you can plan and plan, obviously, you can do all the things, but it's like at the end of the day, you're a mom. So shit's gonna shake yeah. up and you just have oh, to yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and I've had to learn that because like, I think with Amelia, with my postpartum depression, I think so much of that was like so much expectation and so much in my mind of like, oh, I'm failing and I'm not doing this and this isn't happening. I'm trying to get this done for work, but she's flipping out. So what's wrong with me? And, you know, and it's like, no, you have to realize, like you said, you're a mom, like everything changes, like you can still do things, but it's just going to be different. And you have to like, kind of come to terms with that. Absolutely. How do you think for you, like with the postpartum anxiety and everything, how did you work through that? And how were you able to like come to terms with a second time mom of like how you were going to handle things? And like, you know, because you were thriving with your content, you were doing so much and you obviously had that big job. Like, how did you navigate it? You know, I think I was in denial for a bit because 
I, this job was not a job where there were a lot of moms in that community. Like Nylon was like, you know, this millennial, it's a millennial magazine and everyone that worked there that I knew of, like I was one of the only ones with moms. I was working remotely because everyone was in New York and I was in LA. So I was actually hiding the fact that I was a mom for a little bit from my team. And I think that put a little pressure on me because they're like, oh, can you be at like the young Hollywood party at 10 PM in Hollywood? And I was like, yeah. But meanwhile, like I have a six week old that I'm nursing and that I'm going to be up all night. So I think that gave me anxiety in itself, leaving him, you know, things like that. Like, oh, what if like I had to bring my pump with me at every shoot and like stressing about, you know, no one knowing that I was pumping and have me and my DP would have a little like secret code where I'd be like, Kyle, I'll be back in 10 minutes. He'd be like, noted, you know, and it was like, <laughs> you know, and I'd be sitting pumping in my car in like the Hollywood Hills while I'd be eating my lunch. Like it was all of that. I think I had stress around it and shame around like hiding it. And I think when I finally like told everyone that I was a mom and I was actually a second time mom and I, I don't know why I was hiding it. I thought that they would fire me. Like, and, um, and they, they didn't, they kept me around for a few more years. Um, and I, I think I hit like that rock bottom of anxiety when I was traveling to Toronto and I decided to just bring the baby. And I had this gripping fear of like leaving my other kid, traveling, splitting the family up, getting on a plane. I remember my mom sort of like took me by the shoulders and said, you know, Sam, like I'm worried about you. You are not yourself you're spinning out of control with like all the things you're worried about. She's like, you need to go talk to someone. And I think that was when I was like, yep, I need to go talk to someone and that's okay. And I actually found like this therapist that I'd seen in the past that she knew me and she gave me a couple tools actually that changed it for me. And it was like sort of like breathing into things and visualization and like sort of like t- almost treating myself with the same kindness and grace that I treat my kids. Like when my kid's scared of something, I don't go like, Oh, forget it. It's fine. I sit with him and I comfort him. So I had to do that to myself. And I think once I started doing that for myself and giving myself that grace and that like comfort, things started to get better. And it was hormonal too. So I think, you know, as all that adjusted, but it was, it felt isolating because you feel like you're kind of in it alone, especially when you don't talk about it. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate you sharing that because like, as I told you, like this show was born out of my heavy postpartum depression and I went through the same kind of tools, visualization and cognitive, you know, thinking and a lot of that grace and that just like talking kindly to yourself in the mirror and in your mind and all those things. And you just don't realize that you do spin out of control and you have so many thoughts and they do take over. And I really appreciate Sam that you shared like that you hid that you were a mom and that you also like Mm -hmm. shame for it. Why, why do you think that was? I thought that the world wouldn't let me be me and a mom. And I think that was self-imposed because no one at my magazine or anywhere really cared if I was a mom or not, as long as I was doing a good job. And I think that was just my own thing that I put on myself, that there's no way I could be all these things and be a good mom. But I figured it out because I've always done my best to put my family and my kids first, but I also, my career means a lot to me and that's part of who I am. And I always say I'm a better mom because of all the work I do and it makes me me and it's part of my identity. And when I realized that, and I came to terms with the fact that 
these are all the things I want to do and I want to be a good mom. And it's okay if I have a day where I don't feel like I'm doing great in the mom department or if I have a day where I feel like I'm not keeping up with my work because it's okay. It's all okay. My kids are happy. They feel loved. We just got a new puppy. I'm like barely sitting up right now because it's almost like being in newborn world again. <laughs> I come out getting up at night and I was like, oh my God, I forgot what this is like. But I, I, every time I'm like, I'm not doing enough for this puppy. Same thing. I'm like, you know what? You are. She's so loved right now. She's sitting in her little playpen. My kids with her like, everyone's good. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good message too, because I have to remind myself also like today, I haven't gotten anything done. I've been trying to get things done via email. It just hasn't happened. Harley's in crazy cluster mode, poop explosion, all the newborn things. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, it is what it is. Like, and you know, back with Amelia, I would have beat myself down. I would have tried really hard to get it done while she was flipping and everything else. And I'd be putting yeah. 50% into her, 50% into myself and going nowhere. And now I'm finally learning how to be like, nope. Okay. Release that focus on what you need to do later and focus on the girls now. And I, I think that's a really good message that you said, because I think that is a big fear for a lot of moms and moms that also haven't become moms is like, they're afraid to take that step because they know that you do lose so much of yourself in the beginning. And there is so much you do kind of have to, I don't want to say sacrifice, but compromise for a bit and figure yeah. out how to handle things. But I think it's so inspiring that you're like, but Hey, I figured it out. And I put my family first and I'm still working and I'm thriving and look at all the things you're doing now. You probably have more opportunities now than you did before. It's so true. And I used to also like not begrudge my husband. I, I love him so much. Um, I'd look at him and be like, your hasn't changed that much, but <laughs> it's nature. Like he couldn't breastfeed our kids. Like I don't even know if you want to, but he <laughs> couldn't do all the things I was doing. He just couldn't. And he went and like, I just remember when he would like, the baby would be crying. It would be like early in the morning. We haven't slept. And then he would just like walk out the door and start his day. And I'd be like, you are so lucky. You get to like go to your office and live your life or go on your trip to New York and do all these things. But you know what? I have such a different perspective of that now. When I was in it, I think it was hard but I'm the lucky one. I got to spend all day with my babies and like have that relationship with them where I breastfed them. And like, it's just a shift in in, in perspective. But yeah, I remember like when I was in it, I would look at my husband and and think that it was unfair that I was having to juggle and sacrifice and give up this part of myself and nothing changed for him. But it's a different, I have a different perspective now because I really believe that all of that brought me to where I am and made me who I am now. Um, and I've loved and cherished every minute and not to date this episode, but like we're in crazy times right now. And I've been home with two elementary school boys. I mean, TK in first grade school year, but you know, we're about to go into kindergarten and second grade and I'm about to homeschool two kids, like legit homeschool. Like second grade is beyond my math pay grade. And <laughs> I, I'm just trying to like take deep breaths and do that thing again where I'm like, this might not be perfect. I'm working, um, but we're going to do the best we can. And they might miss a Zoom here or there. They might not get a certain assignment done, but it's going to be messy and it's going to be okay. And I'm sort of like telling myself that mantra. Yeah, exactly. That's a good mantra. And and I was going to ask you, like now that we are obviously all kind of, you know, in quarantine and, you know, figuring things out and everything and shifting to being home. 
how has it been for you to shift having the two boys obviously being you know in elementary and now are going to be doing obviously virtual learning at home with yeah. you and you are working in all the content you're creating you know like how is it for you and and how you know i'm sure it's kind of just the beginning of it now that school is kind of just starting but like how are you you know planning to kind of handle things what does that look like for you as far as your content creation like you know how are you choosing to navigate this and i'm sure this is an ongoing question but for right yeah. now so of course i'm crazy and we got a puppy this week so i, I, I did that <laughs> i mean what was i thinking uh, the week that school starts but it's all good um i am just trying to take it day by day um on one hand i have to say i'm so grateful that i'm getting this time with them because Usually they get on a bus at 7.30. I walk them to the bus. They get on the bus at 7.30 and I don't see them till 3.30 or 4. And then they have after school activities. So I don't get to spend a lot of time with them during the week. And I miss them um, at the stage that they're at. You know, when they're, when they're in school, they're gone all day and they're not, it, it's just different. And I think when things shifted in March with COVID, I was stressed, but I also was seeing that silver lining of we never are going to get this time with them again. And, and my husband's home all day. He's working upstairs, but the time me and my husband have had together, the time we've had as a family and even like getting that hand in their education, like I had no idea what my kids did in school all day. Now I do. And I just feel like it's a time I'm going to cherish and look back on always. Also at the same time, <laughs> I've been losing my mind some days. I mean, I do Zooms and conference calls with clients with kids screaming in the background. I shoot videos with kids running through it. Um, my husband's been my DP and director on many things. Um, we're just figuring it out. And there's a lot of like, you know, milestones of which I'm proud of. Like we shot 11 episodes in quarantine, like 11 different videos. And we did it without a team. Usually I have a team of 30 people. And it was kind of that pat on the back where I'm like, huh, wow, we pivoted and we did it. And um, yeah, so I, I think I just take it day by day and I don't beat myself up when things aren't perfect. You know, if I'm shooting myself, it might not sound perfect and my hair and makeup's not gonna look great. And I don't have a stylist like you to help me get dressed. <laughs> but you know, it's, we do our best and um, think the imperfections are fine. Like at the beginning of this, when we were talking, I was like, my kids might run through because I have one on a Zoom right now and the other one's watching TV. And it, it is what it is, right? Right. Well, like I told you, I'm like, well, and hey, I'm breastfeeding live. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> Arlie's just like not having it today. So, and, and yeah. you said, like, I think, you know, that whole takeaway is like you said, we just figure it out. And I think that that's like such a good message for so many people, obviously, right now going through everything with COVID and quarantine and everything and trying to shift and pivot and do all the things. It's like you just figure it out. And every day yeah. is not going to be that same figure out. It's going to be different. It's going to, like you said, it's going to be messy. It's going to look different. Some days will be great. Like there's some days where I'm like, wow, I got all that done. And like somehow, like we're still surviving. Everybody's happy. Great. Yeah. There's some days where it's like meltdown. It's like me throwing a toddler fit. Are these crying poop explosion? It's like house is a mess. I can't like even think. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that, you know, it's just, it's just what it is. And I'm someone that likes routine. It's interesting. Cause like I'm a creative, but I'm also, I've got a bit of that like type A in me that likes a schedule and I like things the way they are and this has thrown all that out the window and it's been good for me and good for our family and 
I realized we were over scheduled, like insane. Like I, we were, our weekends were not relaxing. We had t-ball basketball practice and we had a game and we had five birthday parties. Then my husband and I had date night. Like it was, every hour was scheduled to the hour Saturday and Sunday and during the week. And there's something really amazing about being forced to slow down that I think this time has again, given us, there's been so many terrible things about this time for so many people. Um, and I'm just grateful to be able to handpick some of the, the good things um, out of, you know, this crazy global crisis. Yeah. Well, but I think that's, you know, like, I think that's a really good way of looking at it because I feel the same way. It's like I said that to my husband, I'm like, you know, I'm so grateful. Like, yeah, he's, you know, working from home and he's upstairs, same thing, but it's like, he's here. He's supportive. Like I, you know, didn't have that with having Amelia and, you know, he was at work all day and super late at night. And I was like, yeah. in my mind, like, oh my God, I'm a new mom and I have postpartum depression and I don't know what's going on. And I'm, you know, and I, it's like, you know, you feel alone. And I'm like, I feel so grateful that like second time around, like, thank God, like I have had you know, none of that. And, you know, obviously change things around knowing what I had gone through with Amelia, but the fact that like, I'm in such a better place mentally and, you know, physically and spiritually and all those things. And then I'm have him home to be with the girls and bond and for us to have that family time. Like I feel the same way as you. I'm like, there are beautiful, you know, blessings and lessons in this time of us all being forced to pause. And I love that you said, like you realized you were overscheduled, you were so routine, almost like to a fault to yourself. And now for you, even you're learning in this time. Yep. So much. And I think it's shifted the way that my business is going to operate too. That's great, sweetheart. I'm just on a, I'm on a, <laughs> Real um, life. <laughs> I, have a few more I was just talking about you, boo boo. Um, yeah, I really think I'm going to take some of the lessons that I've learned during this time. And, you know, again, for my business, like Haley and I have discovered so much about the way our business can run efficiently and things we don't need and things we do need. Um, and it's inspired new content as well. Like we're putting together right now um, a live comedy night for moms. And the whole idea of it is like, shit's crazy. Let's just <laughs> all like, you know, we have like a game that we're going to play called like Demon Spawn Olympics. Like whose kid's crazier? Guess that stain. Like I'm so excited for this comedy mom's night out. It's with Hey Mama and it's with Madi Body, oh, which is I like, love Hey Mama. We're both in the Hey Mama group together. Yeah. So yeah. you'll hopefully join and you could join from home, which is what Maybe. we're doing right now. Yeah. And we have other comedians lined up and it's honestly a night to embrace the shit show. I love that. that. I always say it. it's like motherhood. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's what motherhood is right. I always say that. I'm like, well, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> just, just what it is. But that's awesome. And that's what I was going to ask you is like with your content. So you're finding more inspiration, even though it is oh, yeah. harder to create. You're finding more inspiration. You're able to still do all these amazing episodes. Like you said, you shot 11 episodes. I watched and they're amazing in quarantine. Thank like you. you know, so it's like so you're finding that inspiration even in these times. Oh my God, I've launched my TikTok career, Jory. Oh my God, I was, I was dying. I can't. I'm like on and off of there. I like do little bits and get on and off, but your stuff, I have been like dying. Like, oh my God, like the fashion haul. You're like, why can't I just do a normal fashion haul? I got to do a whole TikTok. Situation. Yeah, it's like my weird crush I have on Machine Gun Kelly. And like, I had to, I like, I always think I'm like in his music video when the song comes on. So I was like, I'll just do a fashion haul to this on TikTok. <laughs> like it's inspiring the very weird side of my brain. And I apologize to everyone that follows me. But like once TikTok, once the floodgates opened, I'm sorry, guys, game over. 
I love it. it. No, it's awesome. But it's like, it's, it's fun. It's inspiring to see for you as a creator and a mom and like all the things you've done with your boys, the dances, <laughs> like it's hysterical. And I love that you include them and everything and they're part of your inspiration. Like it's so cool. Thank so you. what new projects, so you said you're working on this for the comedy. What other new projects mm -hmm. are you working on right now? Yes. So, um, speaking of podcasts, I'm like, so comedy is my thing. Love comedy, but like, let's veer really right over here, left or whatever, 180. Um, I also love true crime. I have watched true crime forever. I've watched every true crime documentary and like show that's on Netflix and HBO. And I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Um, I love crime junkies. That's one that I love and to live and die in LA. And an opportunity came up for me to, I'm going to do the same thing. An opportunity <laughs> came up for me to um, produce uh -huh. a true crime podcast. It's crazy. It's like nothing else I have ever heard. Because mm -hmm. as someone that consumes a lot of true crime, when this opportunity came up, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. We have a guy that's considered the real mind hunter. His name's Phil Chalmers. He's a serial killer profiler. Oh, damn. So he knows these guys inside and out, and the FBI um, relies on him because he has relationships with some of the most infamous serial killers, and they'll tell him information that they won't tell anyone else. And his goal with that is to help solve cold cases, because in fact, a lot of these guys um, go to prison for two or three crimes, but they actually committed way more. Mm -hmm. And in that case, those more are cold cases and families that are waiting for closure that won't get it unless these criminals end up telling somebody where the bodies are buried, which is the name of our podcast. Oh, so wow. We solve a murder in the first episode. Boom. Shut up. Oh, yeah. We wow. solve the case. So we start strong. Um, I, if you want to check it out, it's wherever you listen to podcasts on Spotify, iTunes. It's called Where the Bodies Are Buried. You know, listeners caution, it's... Um, it's graphic, it's dark, so not something to listen to with your children. <laughs> Stick in your earpods, go for a walk if you like true crime. But, um, you know, the subject matter is tough to listen to because you actually, um, we talked to the serial killers from prison. Like, we actually have recordings of them. So I've never heard that. A lot of true crime podcasts talk about crime, but never with the serial killers themselves. So yeah. for someone that's into that, it's, it's interesting. And then I'm also working on a scripted comedy that we would do as a podcast first as a proof of concept. Um, and that's with Haley, my comedy partner. And I can't really say much more about it yet, but um, yeah, it's, it's comedy. It's, it's the two of you. <laughs> yeah, it's comedy. It's the two of us. Um, and uh, it's been working on that too, just different formats. And then um, this comedy night is like a big one that we're sort of working on right now. It should be fun. When is that going to be? That's October 1st. Okay. And um, I, I think it's going to be a blast. We're, it's going to be like this variety show, but all happening on your computer because we I can't love it. bring it to you in person. Yeah. All right. Next time, IRL. I can't wait. That's going to be so, that's going to be so fun. I feel like maybe now in my baby brain, I saw something go out about like that, like being prepared in one of the emails for Hey Mama, but like being that I'm in this stage, I feel like I missed half the things in our group. So <laughs> I'll post about it so much once it's all, once we're going to be doing like a promo for it that we're shooting soon. And once that's out, we'll be promoting it a lot. Oh, I can't wait to tune in. It's going to be amazing. Well, I know you have to get back to mom life, real thing and all the things, but just tell us where we can find you. Obviously we can find any of your projects, all the good stuff, you know, pimp yourself out. <laughs> Thank you. So um, if you follow me on Instagram, I link out to everything 
a great place to start. It's at Goodstat, G-U-T-S-T-A-D-T. And then you can also follow Don't Call Me Mommy. It's at Don't Call Me Mommy on Instagram. Um, my website is samsomuch.com. And then um, if you're interested in the podcast, it's Where the Bodies Are Buried. We have an Instagram account as well. Um, but again, best place, again, is my Instagram. I, I share everything there. And my social is the same on TikTok if you do want to see some weird videos of me dancing. <laughs> yeah, if you go follow your, her Instagram, you'll find some laughter, some family, a good mix of stuff, and like just hilarious mom comedy because that's what you need, which most of us do right now. <laughs> it's so good. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for being on. This was so much fun and so inspiring. Yo. And uh, hang in there in quarantine. Can't wait to hang. Uh, you know, IRL soon enough and, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy your family. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Until next time guys. Cheers. Bye. Hey loves. Hope everyone's having a good week. Thank you so much for all the love and support on my show. It means so much to me. I have a lot of exciting news coming soon. So stay tuned. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to share with you a really amazing podcast that you guys got to check out, Reality Life with Kate Casey. If you haven't heard about it, she's an incredible mom, like super mom, <laughs> author, comedian, podcaster, and her show is just all different interviews with directors, producers, reality stars, unscripted, your favorite reality shows discussed. It's so much fun and she's hilarious. So anywhere you check out a podcast, like my podcast, check out Rowdy Life with Kate Casey. Talk to you guys soon.